Stanford, Cal, SMU, me as a junior in high school. Really, really desperate. This is Locked On Big 12. You are Locked On Big 12, your daily podcast on the Big 12 Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome to Locked On Big 12. I'm Drake Toll from ESPN Central Texas. Thank you for making Locked On Big 12 your first listen every single day. Cal, Stanford, SMU, to the ACC, and if not to the ACC, will ESPN pay for these teams to go to the Big 12? Because there are murmurs that ESPN now really wants to continue to profit money off of Cal and Stanford to keep them happy off of SMU even as well. By the way, let's all take a moment. It is high school football season, which is great. It's back in Texas. Some last night, many today. Football season overall this weekend as college football starts back up. I think week zero is one of the worst things that exists because you, you're like, oh, college football's back. And it's not really. It's just Notre Dame and Navy and Ohio and San Jose State. And nah, most of it kind of sucks. But I guess we get to watch it, whatever. Just happy this. This is the most wonderful time of the year overall football season's back. And, and this whole expansion stuff when it comes to the ACC is has been broken up like this. So first, Cal and Stanford said, this is just a little overview if you didn't know. Cal and Stanford said, hey, we feel like we want out of respect, out of respect, let us in your conference. I was in Cabo San Lucas one time, um, Cabo San Lucas, and I'm walking. One of my buddies is telling me the story because he comes back. He's dumbfounded. We go back to the pool. We're dumbfounded. And I was like, dude, what's going on? And he said he was walking by to, to the towel section and the big sign said one towel only. Every guest gets one towel. Said the guy in front of him says the lady in Cabo says, hey, yo, can I get seven towels? And the lady looks at him for a while, walks back. Grabs four towels, hands them to him. He counts it out. One, two, three, four. And he goes, yo, can I get one more towel out of respect? One of my favorite stories of all time. Just dumbfounding moment. To think about that, I just she turns around, hands him another towel. Out of respect. Stanford Cal said to the ACC, hey, yo, let me in your conference and pay me the exact same thing you pay Clemson. Out of respect. No, no um, not how this thing works. Kind of weird that and, and what what this leads to is if the ACC says, all right, fine, you know, 35, 40 million dollars for every school. We're going to short you Clemson. We're going to short you Virginia. We're going to short you Boston College by millions of dollars to allow Cal, Cal and Stanford and more egregious than not SMU in this league. I just don't think that's going to go over very well. This is the beginning of the end of the ACC. We're all going to look back and say, remember that one time the ACC stuck its neck out for Cal and Stanford? And in the end, Florida State left and Clemson left and Miami left and UNC left and the entire conference fell apart. And for the second time within five years, um, Stanford and Cal didn't have a conference. What are we doing? Also, SMU. What what is happening there? They just want to be invited to the lunch table. They they under, they don't want to eat lunch. They said dumbfounding, dumbfounding. If you let me sit at your lunch table, I won't eat I won't eat lunch. I won't eat lunch for 10 years. What the stupid 
are we doing here? We're going to forfeit all television revenue. We're not going to have an equal sharing deal. We're not going to ask for a dime. We just want to be in the ACC for 10 years. Again, SMU is going to sign this, and then Florida State's going to say, wow, we are forfeiting money to support Cal, Stanford, and what is SMU doing in our conference? They're going to leave. The One of the, the, I guess, kind of still cool things about the ACC is it's mostly the Atlantic Coast. It's mostly the Atlantic Coast Conference that has that going for it. You get up to like Syracuse and you think, oh, what's happening? Syracuse, Florida State's terrible travel. People always talk. We talk a lot about the East to West, that being bad travel. We don't talk that much about that much about North and South and how bad that travel is. This is this is a, a spot where Florida State's going to say, oh, you're going to make me travel to Stanford and win 75 to nothing in football. Oh, you're going to make me travel to Stanford and play them in basketball. Oh, oh, Florida State has to play a road football game against SMU. Do you understand? Against SMU, do you understand how embarrassing all of this is? How pitiful and sad and embarrassing this ACC expansion thing is? That they're going to allow the leftovers, the ones who didn't get a lifeboat in Stanford and Cal from the Pac-12 to come into the conference, dilute the conference from a financial standpoint, dilute the conference from a brand standpoint, a brand standpoint, I get it, Stanford's in endowment is huge. Cal's got a huge athletic budget and is $400 million in debt, the most of any school in America. And the ACC says, come on in, boys. The water's fine and we'll give you just as much money as we give Florida State, Clemson, Miami. Do you think it's going to go over well? Do you think it's going to go over well? Do you think Clemson's going to say fine? Miami's going to say fine. Do you think Florida State, Saudi Arabian money, Florida State, is going to say, yeah, well, we'll divvy out a few thousand, few million dollars. We'll take, we'll take Stanford. No, they don't want them. You know who's advocating the most for Stanford right now is Notre Dame. I hope that when the little leprechaun guy walks in, the, in the, I hope that's what they said in the boardroom to make these conversations is, is the little leprechaun guy. And that he just gets slapped anytime he tries to speak. Because right now, the biggest advocate for academic powerhouse Stanford is Notre Dame. You don't even go here. You don't even belong in the ACC. Some years you're in the Big Ten. You can't decide. Your football team is independent. You play half your games against Pac-12, quarter, a third against Pac-12, a third against Big Ten, and a third against the East Coast, and sometimes BYU. I just not, I don't think it's making sense in my brain how any of this would be a smart business move. And I hope what you're connecting here is, wasn't there a conference one time that made some pretty stupid business decisions and it didn't work out for them? Ah, uh, yes, they no longer exist, but that would be the Pac-12, the form, for what was formerly known as the Pac-12. Funny, I had uh, Michelle Leonard, which is Baylor's soccer coach, was on a radio show that I host this week. And she said, yeah, you know, so it's crazy how the Power Five... Ooh. Power four is I couldn't she stopped she stopped herself, corrected herself to power four. That was awesome. Nuts, man. The ACC is gonna stick its neck out and get burnt because it's it's gonna say, Oh yeah, come on, Stanford, come on, Cal. We'll cut everybody else by millions of dollars. Maybe ESPN pitches in some more money. That would be the hope here is that ESPN pitches in more money. Um, and there have been conversations that if 
if Cal and Stanford cannot make an agreement with the ACC that ESPN would help try to foot the bill to put them in the Big 12. That happens. I will on this, on the show, on Locked on Baylor, uh, I will go live. I'll do a live stream. We'll talk about it a little bit. And then I will um, take my hands, claw out my left hamstring and eat it raw. I'll just, I'll eat my hamstring on a live stream if Cal and Stanford, if Cal and Stanford go to the Big 12. It's not going to happen. We could talk about the hypothetical of it, uh, but this is all insane madness. You know what's not insane madness? Game, the game time app. You know what is insane madness? Trying to get into a game. Also, insane madness that Utah's Kyle Whittingham is an, said some idiotic things. He said some idiotic things. On Locked On Big 12, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What if I told you about the game time app? I sometimes will get really nervous and upset when trying to buy tickets to things because I get I'm a last minute guy. It's like, oh, there's a concert tomorrow. There's a game tomorrow. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go do that thing. And then the tickets aren't left, or they're stupid expensive. Well, what game time does is the closer you get to game time, it says, hey, let's take a couple. Let's take a couple hundred dollars off. Nobody else is gonna buy this ticket. We'll give you a hell of a deal for it. Flash deals, last-minute tickets, easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. You get an image of the seat as well, which is one of my favorite parts is, you know, I don't want a poll blocking my view. Lowest prices guaranteed, event cancellation protection, job loss protection, all that jazz. It is your place for last-minute ticket deals. And it's the fastest-growing ticket site in the country for a reason. Just buy a ticket in a matter of seconds. Two taps, boom, you're set, you're good. They're sent directly to your phone as well. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use code Locked On College for twenty dollars off your first purchase. All right. Game Time app, create an account, use code Locked On College, you get twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem the code Locked On College for twenty dollars off. Download the Game Time app. Last minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed. Kyle Whittingham, the Utah football coach, said some stupid things. Um, I don't know if that's shocking to some of you. This is wild to me. He was asked by uh, by a Spencer Chequets about the Holy War. And Whittingham said, well, first of all, you said the word permanently, like the Holy War is going to be permanent. And all I can say is that far from that, I think two to three, maybe five years at the outside, every, uh, everything is going to change again. So this may just be like a quick couple of years, the game returning, and then everything is blown up again and people go their separate ways. Whoa. If somebody said Nick Saban, what do you think about the Iron Bowl? He'd say it's one of the greatest rivalries in college football. I love it. I support it. Hey, um, Jim Harbaugh, what do you think about uh, what do you think about the game? Michigan, Ohio State. Oh, I love it. It's great. It's great for college football. It's one of the premier weekends that exists. Kyle Whittingham, what do you think about the best rivalry in the Big 12 and playing BYU in the Holy War? I hate it. It's terrible. and It's the worst. I hope, it's never, I hope it never happens again. Maybe it won't. And here's what I've deduced. You've got to be scared at some point. And I know there are going to be Utah fans who I I have gotten your good graces, hopefully, but let's think about what your head coach just said. He just said that of the rivalry game, that is the marquee one in the big 12, that it might not still exist in five years. Instead of saying a normal guy thing like, Oh, I love the Holy war. It's a great rivalry for both teams. Instead he said, yeah, well, we might not even play that in a couple of years. Might not even be a thing. Uh." Instead of a normal answer, a thing that some, a human being would say he deflected 
the single most important game on Utah's football schedule most year. He deflected the thing that people in the state of Utah argue the most about. It wasn't, oh, it's a hell of a rivalry. It was, yeah, we might not ever do that again. Why, why do Utah fans, not even just the fans, the head literal coach, if you're a Utah fan listening, you can't deny this. Your head coach said it. Why do these Utah people keep denying the holy war? Or Again, at some point, there's nothing other than the fact of this team is scared. There's a fear factor to this. Keen example. It's not a, it's not a direct. This is kind of apples and oranges, but, but bear with me here. I grew up in Arkansas. Arkansas would never play Arkansas State. They'd never play UALR. Why would Arkansas not play Arkansas State? Because if given the, the off year, they lose to Arkansas State, they'll never hear the end of it. Now, I know Utah and BYU are much more even brands. But at this point, Utah is saying, hey, I know we've dominated this series. I know we've won way more games in this series. I don't really, I don't really know if we want to play that anymore. I don't really know if we want to have this historic, awesome rivalry. Can you just be a normal guy for two seconds? Can you just say a normal thing? Why do you have to go take this rivalry and say, we don't need it. We don't want it. The, oh, it you make a ton of money off of it. It drums up more recognition than any other rivalry in the Big 12. Those seem like really objectively good things, right? Then what would be the downside? So tell me, tell me Utah fans that are like, oh, I hate this guy. Turning your dial and throwing things, throwing things. Tell me what would be the cause for Kyle Whittingham to say this? What would be the cause for the head coach of Utah to say, oh, this rivalry might not, might not exist in a couple of years. So why would, why would I even comment on, why would I even comment on the repeat holy war if it's not going to be a thing? It's the stupidest thing in the world, man. Just say it's a great rivalry. I, why does Utah try to escape playing BYU so much? Why does Utah try to escape BYU so much? Rivals, true rivals, do not run from each other. True rivals want to play each other any time, any place, any location. I thought this was a true rivalry, but Utah's head coach has made it very clear they don't want to play BYU. Texas A&M ran from Texas. Utah is now setting itself up to run away from BYU. But for what? A&M was getting killed by UT. This rivalry, the rivalry wasn't close. It was a guaranteed loss for A&M. They could never become the bigger brand in Texas. So they kept losing to Texas every year. Is that what BYU, is that what BYU and Utah is? Is this BYU? So big of a brand that Utah says, hey, if we don't play them and we're really good, then maybe our brand is salvaged. Maybe our brand is better than BYU's if we never lose to them. You think that's what it is? Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's Utah saying, oh, if, if, we, don't, if we don't play them, then we don't have to lose to them. Granted, it hasn't happened that many times in history. If we don't play them, we don't have to lose to them. So we can just sit here, win the Pac-12 every year, and become the biggest brand in Utah then you're scared of losing to BYU. I don't, I, I, I don't love the theory. I don't love this for you. You're not preying upon the Utah downfall. But who says something like this? I don't... I want to know what a different reason would be. What would the other reason for him saying that be? That other than him being some in some way scared of playing BYU. 
BYU fans aren't nasty. They're not nasty liars. They tired of the trash talk the BYU players bring? Is the pageantry too much? Is he scared of a big game? I don't understand why he would deflect the holy war. And as some of you will say, oh, he just said that. It's true. Expansion's crazy. So, like, nothing's permanent. That's all he was trying to say. No. It's not a normal real guy answer. A normal real guy answer is not to stop that guy and say, hey, whoa, wrong. Might never play this rivalry again, please. No. How this thing goes. Kyle Whittingham, you are the loser of the day for me. You were the loser of the day, even more so than the ACC, for just being weird about that, about that little, do you like this rivalry? No, I wish we'd never play. Maybe we'll never play it again. Maybe it won't even be a thing. You going to do your homework next week? I don't know. That's next week. The world could end before then. That's what he did. That's what he did. I don't know. The world could end. Hey, what are you doing? What are your plans for Christmas? I don't know. Christmas is six months away. The world could end before then. That's literally what Kyle Whittingham said. Hey, cool rivalry, right? I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be a rivalry anymore. Don't be, don't be like that, Kyle. I liked you. I still like you. Just why? Uh, Brett Yormark's the best. Right here on Locked On Big 12, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team. Every day. Oh, no. Texas fans are upset. Oh, my condolences, you guys. Oh, I have just been so sad for the Texas fans that can't handle, oh, the big bad commissioner made you angry. Grow up. Steve Sharkeesian said earlier this month, this is according to Dave Wilson of ESPN, that his message to the team this year was to embrace the hate. Well, Here's the hate from Brett Yormark. What he said to the Texas Tech at the, the luncheon. To Coach McGuire, I'm not going to put any pressure on you, but I'm going to be in Austin for Thanksgiving, all right? And you better take care of business like you did right here in Lubbock last year. I don't understand why the crowd didn't go insane, didn't start throwing things across the room and just burst. That would have every brick wall that has ever existed. I would, would have run through it. I'm... I'm a little I'm a little irked at the amount of people who come out and said, like, oh, this is unprofessional. Somebody on ESPN today uh, said, yeah, you know, maybe not unprofessional because Texas is leaving, but you could never do this for two teams that were in your conference. Like, duh, duh what are we, why are we why would you say that? This is that's so stupid. Of course, you wouldn't say that. He would never say, hey, Texas Tech. Kansas State's coming to town in week six. Better take care of business. That would never happen, obviously. Way too much blowback for that. For the Texas deal, he knew there'd be blowback. He knew that the, the Orange Bloods would go. Are they the ones that block everybody? The Orange Bloods or SB Nation, Texas, or one of those blocks everybody? Tuh, not for long. Thank you, Elon Musk. So he goes there and he says, yeah, you guys should beat Texas. And now so many fragile Texas fans, which, by the way, have just stopped. I don't see Texas fans on Twitter. I don't see. They're not rabbit on Twitter. They're not rabbit on Instagram. They are. We've learned. We've learned. Texas fans are the t-shirt fans. There are so few passionate Texas fans left that are prideful enough, prideful in a good way, prideful enough to show their colors, to go out and support the burn orange, to go on social media 
to go on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and interact with this stuff. A lot of them just want to get in fights. And if they don't want to get in fights, they stay off of it altogether. It is, a t- it is an embarrassing time to be a Texas Longhorn fan. It's an embarrassing time to be a Texas Longhorn fan. Maybe more so than it's been in ever. Decades, for sure. Add this to the list. Because the ones that do exist, the Texas fans that do exist. Oh, no. My feelings are hurt. Mr. Commissioner of the conference that we left high and dry and wanted to destroy asked someone to beat us. And it it goes back to what I have been saying. So many flipping people have been screaming Texas praises this offseason and not batting an eye. Throw up in my mouth. Understand we don't have to give Texas a little something under the table. We don't have to give them a little something, something on the side when we have these conversations. You can say, I hope Texas sucks. You can say Texas is going to be underwhelming this year and not be the crazy person. The mainstream media, the lamestream media, has made you think that dissenting, that downgrading, that underrating, The Texas Longhorns is a bad thing in 2023. And if you don't think Texas is going to win the Big 12, then you don't know ball. I have been alive for two decades-ish, a little bit more, a little bit more, and have only known Texas to be bad. The last 15 years, they've pretty much stunk. They've also always had five stars. They've also had talent every year, and they've always lost to somebody, a TCU, a Kansas State, and Oklahoma State. Why should I believe that will be different at, any, at all this year? It won't. We can, So if the commissioner is coming out to, giving you, to, to give you permission to dog Texas, to do the horns down, giving the officials permission, hey, referees and everybody, let it be known, we want Texas to lose then what are we still doing here? What are these Texas defenders still doing? I just couldn't under, I, I couldn't understand all the Texas fans got so up in arms over this, how unprofessional, how gross this was, how no commissioner would ever do this. Dude, I know it. I guarantee you there are so many Texas fans. I've heard them say it, man. I'm scared for what's going to happen when we, when we get to the SEC. Oklahoma fans, I'm scared for what's going to happen when we get to the SEC. Will we ever win again? Will we ever be able to compete in these two conferences? And I think they know, they know the answer to that is no. There's not, there's not a world where Texas and Oklahoma compete in the SEC. So they're jumping ship. They're leaving. They're saying sayonara. And our commissioner says, bye. Bye. Basically a blunt, don't let the do. It's, it's a do. It's a do let the door hit you on the way out. And Texas fans cried about it. Get over it, dude. Ugh. Oh, they've always been so bad. And at least the team's bad now, you know, so the, the fan base can't be as insufferable. They're terrible when Texas is good. Remember the we're back thing? That head coach got fired. Ugh. Just have, they're just not good. I've got a headache now. Texas Longhorn fans, Locked on SEC is a great show. Big 12 fans, I rate eight. The new eight, the grateful eight. Thank you for making Locked On Big 12 your first listen every single day. It's high school football season. I'm going to do, do some high school football games tonight. 
And every other night the rest of my life, play by play, China Spring. I love you all. I want you to know that I love, I love all of you. I consider each to be, not my children, I'm too young for that. I consider each of you to be my, my parents. You're all my parents. Keep me in line. Again, thanks for making Locked On Big 12 your first listen every single day. Come back tomorrow. Don't. It's a Saturday. Come back Monday. We're going to talk about the Big 12. We've got another good guest lineup next week right here on Locked On. Huh. Thanks for making it your first listen every single day. Big 12. Uh,